1: This is an RNZ podcast. I'm mihi nui and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ with me, Alison Balance. The 2018 Prime Minister's Future Scientist prize winner, physicist Finnegan Messali, is the third Onslow College student in 10 years to win this award. He explains what he had to do to enter.
0: Basically you have to put together some sort of massive folder or report sort of thing that includes basically everything you've done over the past year. So my project was measuring the material properties of granular materials, that's sort of like corn or sand, that sort of thing. And it's a lot harder than you might think, so I spent quite a while figuring out ways to do that.
1: So I gather this is to do with that thing of when you, if you pour a pile of sand, for instance, it forms a cone shape on the ground.
0: Yeah, so that was sort of the beginning of my investigation. That's where I started. And so what I wanted to do was to be able to simulate that But it turns out you can't do that without knowing everything about the grain. And so then I sort of morphed my project into figuring out how can we actually find out everything about that grain.
1: So how did you go about doing that?
0: So I used a bunch of different methods. Essentially what I had to do to start with was do a ton of research to find out sort of what methods were out there. And I noticed like a bunch of common problems with those methods. So often it required really specialist equipment. And so I tried to find ways around that, developing my own experiments.
1: So what kind of experiments did you end up doing?
0: So one was that cone pile you are talking about. So it turns out that the angle that a pile of grains makes with the ground, that angle is dependent only on the rolling friction and the friction of the grains. So you can sort of do that experiment, then run some simulations and sort of work backwards to figure out what those frictions are.
1: So what kind of grains were you working with?
0: I worked mainly with uh, actually a bunch of different ones. So I used salt, was really good because you can get different sizes. I used sand grains, plastic beads, and some agricultural grains.
1: And these all had their own particular characteristics that were really different for your model?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Did you manage to succeed in coming up with a good model?
0: Partially. uh, It's definitely a work in progress at the moment. So there are certain properties that I was able to predict really well, and other ones that I had a bit more difficulty with, so I was still working on that one.
1: So is this one of those physics problems that has real-world applications?
0: Oh, absolutely. So simulation is really useful for everything from avalanches to grain movement, so storing grains as well. And so being able to simulate that before you do any experiments is like a really useful tool, but you can't do any simulations unless you know the properties of the grains. So you notice in all of the papers that you read that everyone's having problem, the same problems, and everyone's coming up with their own solutions. So I sort of came up with a solution that was focusing on being really easy to use and also really valid.
1: Now you did this physics project in your last year at Onslow College.
0: Yep, that's true.
1: So tell me a little bit about studying physics at Onslow and about your physics teacher.
0: Studying physics at Onslow is really, really good, particularly if you get involved with the stuff that Kent Hogan does. So he runs essentially science tournaments, physics tournaments. And if you get involved with those really early, you learn basically all the skills you need for science. So you learn how to debate, you learn how to pick holes in your own sort of investigations as well as others and how to just do science yourself. So I got pretty lucky with that, so I've been to all sorts of different tournaments, and that sort of taught me the skills that I needed to do this investigation.
1: And in terms of this project that you were working on, Kent, was somebody you could bounce ideas off?
0: Oh, yes. i just sort of walk into class some days and say, here's what I'm doing, what do you think, basically? And he would say, ah, yes, I think that's a good idea, or no, maybe you should probably rethink this, but it was really good to have someone to sort of talk to about that sort of thing because otherwise you're just doing a project on yourself and you're not quite sure if you're sane or not so it's really good to have someone to bounce those ideas off.
1: Did you drag some of your physics friends into this as well?
0: Less so than I usually do but definitely. lot of them helped with editing the final report and various experiments that I needed for example I had basically the whole group of physicists crushing self at one point for my experiments.
1: Good on them. So tell me about these international young physicists tournament that you went to.
0: I went in 2017 to Singapore and in 2018 to China, and they're basically the most amazing opportunity for physics. You sort of start with a bunch of problems that you have to solve, then you get a couple of months to solve those problems as best you can, so they're really open-ended questions, so you can sort of investigate them however you think they should be investigated. And then you go to the tournaments, present your solutions, and then oppose the solutions of other people and get opposed by other people on your solution. It's really, really awesome.
1: You sound pretty passionate about science, I gather, that you've been going out to primary schools and and working with kids in schools.
0: Yeah, that's true. So I had people do that when I was in primary school, and I found that really interesting. And I I really like sort of getting other people excited about science. I think it's really cool.
1: You've moved on from school. You're at Victoria University now. What are you studying?
0: I'm studying a Bachelor of Science. I'm keeping it fairly open-ended, but at the moment it looks like I might be going into a maths-physics double major.
1: So what does winning this Prime Minister's Future Scientist Prize mean for you? Obviously it comes with a bit of money, which must be handy.
0: Yeah, so it basically opens up a lot of opportunities. So for studying at Victoria, it means that I don't have to focus on work quite so much. It also means that I might be able to go somewhere else for postgraduate or for undergraduate, depending on what happens in the next couple of months with my applications. So it basically gives me a bit more freedom in terms of my academic studies.
1: Well done, Finnegan Messily winner of the 2018 Prime Minister's Future Scientist Prize. Finn is now at Victoria University studying maths and physics, and his Onslow College teacher, Kent Hogan, also deserves a big shout-out for mentoring three winners of this award. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ, first aired on the 14th of March 2019. You can find this story again, as well as stories on other winners in the 2018 Prime Minister's Science Prizes, at our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash Our Changing World. We are also a podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Radio Public. The Kākāpō Files podcast continues to keep up with all the breaking Kākāpō news. Find that online at rnz.co.nz kakapoor kākāpō and in all the usual podcast places. RNZ's chemistry podcast Elemental, celebrating 150 years of the periodic table of elements, is up to arsenic and astatine. You can subscribe to Elemental as a podcast and find it at rnz.co.nz slash chemistry. I'm posting all of these on the Our Changing World webpage as well, by the way. Check out the podcast page at rnz.co.nz for other new podcasts, there's a new series of bang about sex and sexuality, as well as the worst sitcom ever made, which is a look at failure. Stay in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter, where we are RNZ Science. Many thanks for your company. Bye for now. Matewa.